Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is March 14th. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block, but we're actually going to skip over a little bit some of the verses in Matthew chapter 11, and we're going to head to the very end. The last couple of verses in Matthew chapter 11 are by far the most well-known verses of this chapter, and so I want to take a couple of days in these verses just to kind of figure out what it means and how we can apply it into our lives. So starting in verse 28, and we probably will only study 28 today, but starting in verse 28, it says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Elder Eyring once taught that that phrase, come unto me or come unto Christ, is the most important invitation anyone could accept. The invitation to come unto Christ or Christ inviting us, come unto me, is, I think, one of the most repeated invitations or phrases in the scriptures. The Savior invites us to come unto him because he knows what he can do for us in our lives. He understands the rest he can give us. So first of all, let's talk about what does it mean to come unto Christ and how do we do it? Elder Holland teaches us about this when he says, so how does one come unto Christ in response to this constant invitation? The scriptures give scores of examples and avenues. You are well acquainted with the most basic ones. The easiest and earliest comes simply with the desire of our heart, the most basic form of faith that we know. That is enough to begin. Just believing, having a molecule of faith, simply hoping for things which are not yet seen in our lives, but which are nevertheless truly there to be bestowed. That simple step, when focused on the Lord Jesus Christ, has ever been and always will be the first principle of his eternal gospel. Second, we must change anything that we can change that may be a part of the problem. In short, we must repent. Perhaps the most hopeful and encouraging word in the Christian vocabulary. We thank our Heavenly Father that we are allowed to change. We thank Jesus that we can change. And ultimately, we do so only with their divine assistance. In this way, our access to the Savior's atonement becomes as unimpeded as we, with our imperfections, can make it. He will take it from there. Third, in as many ways as possible, we try to take upon us His identity, and we begin by taking upon us His name. That name is formally bestowed by covenant in the saving ordinances of the gospel. These start with baptism and conclude with temple covenants. Are you battling a demon of addiction, tobacco or drugs or gambling, or the pernicious contemporary plague of pornography? Is your marriage in trouble or your child in danger? Are you confused with gender identity or searching for self-esteem? Do you or someone you love face disease or depression or death? Whatever other steps you may need to resolve these concerns, come first to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Trust in heaven's promises. This reliance on the merciful nature of God is at the center of the gospel Christ taught. From the beginning, there can and will be plenty of difficulties in life. Nevertheless, the soul that comes unto Christ, who knows his voice and strives to do as he did, finds a strength, as the hymn says, beyond his own. The Savior reminds us that he has graven us upon the palms of his hands. Considering the incomprehensible cost of the crucifixion and atonement, I promise you, he is not going to turn his back on us now. When he says to the poor in spirit, come unto me, he means he knows the way out. 
and he knows the way up. He knows it because he has walked it. He knows the way because he is the way. So Elder Holland teaches us that if we are to come unto Christ, it takes effort on our part. It takes effort to seek him out in faith. It takes effort to make changes in our lives that we need to make. It takes effort to make and keep our covenants daily. President Nelson taught a similar truth in his talk about overcoming the world and finding rest. And he says that it's our covenants and it's striving to live and keep those covenants that allows us to come unto Christ and find that rest. Now, in that talk, he jokes a little bit and says some might think that that sounds like a lot of work to find rest. But then listen to what he says. He says, the truth is that it is much more exhausting to seek happiness where you can never find it. However, when you yoke yourself to Jesus Christ and do the spiritual work required to overcome the world, he and he alone does have the power to lift you above the pole of the world. When we come unto Christ, when we do the spiritual work necessary to yoke ourselves with him through faith and through covenants, we can find rest to our souls. Now, the second part of this scripture is really important to understand because Elder Holland talked about this promise of rest. President Nelson talks about this promise of rest. I think it's so important that we understand what that rest is and what it isn't. Keep in mind, one of the first times that we hear about rest in the scriptures is after Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ create the world, right? And on the seventh day, they rest and they create the Sabbath for us to rest. My friends, anyone who's been in the church long enough knows that oftentimes the Sabbath isn't necessarily a day of rest in the traditional sense. Oftentimes we're at meetings, we're ministering, we're serving. It is rarely a day of naps for people. It's not that kind of rest. To better understand this, we need to understand what rest really is. In Doctrine and Covenants section 84 verse 24, it says that rest is a fullness of his glory. And in fact, Christ's presence is often called his rest. So my friends, true rest isn't taking a nap. True rest involves reconnecting with God and partaking of his glory. In fact, Elder Zwick once said, In this life, the rest of the Lord comes as we increase our knowledge of and faith in the reality of Jesus Christ, even to the assurance that he lives and loves us. The rest that we are promised in this life is the rest of knowing Christ. It's the rest of having faith in Christ, because when our faith in Christ is so great, when our faith in Christ is strong, then we're able to trust him and come what may come the difficulties, the storms, the hardships of life, that trust in the Lord allows us to rest from those cares, from those worries, from those distresses. It's that faith in Christ, that assurance of his love and that ability to fill and reconnect with his glory that offers us a kind of rest that no worldly thing can offer us. Now, I wish I could say that that kind of rest means that things are going to be easy, but that is certainly not the case. It's interesting, later on in these verses, in verse 30, it says, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So important to understand that the word easy there 
translated into Greek is actually the word krestos, which doesn't mean easy as in not hard. Krestos actually means pleasing. Our burdens aren't necessarily going to be taken away. They're not going to be easy. It's not like faith in Christ automatically makes our trials and discomforts go away or become happy things. But when we trust in Christ, when we join together with Christ, when we link ourselves with him through our covenants, even though our trials aren't going to go away and even though they're not going to become easy, they can become pleasing to us as they give us an opportunity to connect with Christ, come to know him more, and be filled with his incredible love for us. Tomorrow we'll talk more about how to experience that rest as we yoke ourselves to the Savior. But for now, it's my testimony that faith in Christ allows us to rest from the cares, trials, and distresses of this life. Because as we exercise faith in Christ, as we bind ourselves to Him through covenants, we can find a rest sweeter than any Sabbath day nap we might enjoy. We can find a rest that comes from the very center of our beings. A rest that comes only from knowing Christ, feeling his presence in our lives, and being assured of the love that he has for us. It's my testimony that as we seek him out with all the energy of our souls, we can be reassured of those things and find true, eternal rest in him. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.